You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. This is episode number 101 of Life Repurposed. If you missed episode 100, you'll have to go back and listen to last week's episode where my husband, Phil Rayburn, interviewed me and we just talked about how the podcast came about. So um, kind of a fun interview always when you have Phil Rayburn on the microphone. Today, I have a guest for you, and I met Jen through the Christian Podcasters Association, and then we've become friends. We're on a weekly mastermind together. We met for breakfast one time when she was in my area, and so it's been fun getting to know her. And one of the things that she's really great at is systems and um, having so much organization in her life. Like I thought I was an organized person until I met Jen. And we're going to talk about that in this episode. Jen is a mom to five kids, both biological and adopted. And she has a really cool story of how they adopted two of their children. We're not going to really get into that in the episode because that's not what this episode is about. But you will be able to hear Jen on some other podcasts talking about that story. She is married to Jim. She's the host of This Mom Knows podcast, and I'm going to be talking about that as our resource later and also another resource that Jen has for you. Jen is great at using systems to minimize distractions and stay focused, and she helps mompreneurs leverage systems so they can be their best as both a mom and an entrepreneur. Now, if you're not a mom today, I want you to stick it out and listen in because the things that Jen shares are great for you no matter where you are, if you're an entrepreneur or if you're somebody who's thinking like, I would love to start a side business or I'd love to make my side business my full-time business. Jen has some tips for getting organized and reaching those goals. So even if you're not a mom, I know that the things that she talks about today are going to be very helpful. So here it is, my interview with Jen Uren. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed having the interview and sitting down and talking with her. Thank you, Jen, for joining me today to talk about how you've created some systems in your life. But we're going to get into a little bit of your story before we get into the heavy stuff. But you're so organized. I am so impressed by how organized you are. Have you always been this way? Well, uh, to a certain extent, I have. My mom said that when I was little, before I could talk, that when she'd put me in my crib at night, if she would put my her my outfit from the day on the changing table that I would bang my crib against the wall until she put it in the hamper. So (laughs) rumor has it (laughs) that I have always liked order. Wow. So is there like one thing that your morning is not complete if you didn't do this step? Like, is there some routine or something that you have? Yeah. Make my bed for sure. If my bed is not made, my morning is in the wrong direction. So that is, that is one thing that is really, really key to my nice. day. I did not make my bed this morning. I hope you still like me. <laughs> I do like you. I just won't look in your room, but I work out of my room. Like oh, my, my oh, yeah. office is in my closet. And so for me, for me, for now working out of my room, it's important because it shifts it from Absolutely. sleeping to we're awake. 
But even when I wasn't working out of my room, for me, it was important because then when I came back to my room in the evening, it was inviting, right. like walking into a hotel room. So yeah. that's that's why for me. Yeah, I do it a lot of days, but my room is way at the end of the hallway. I don't have to pass by it. When I had a house with a room where I had to pass my bedroom every day, it bothered me all the time. But now my office is the place that's, you know, I have to like start my day with my office in order or that will drive me. So if yes. your bedroom's your office, that makes sense. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I want to know more about how you came to be working from home right now and what you're doing. So we're going to go back a little bit in your story. You know that this show is life repurposed. And I like to talk about what challenge brought us to the place we are now, because everything we do in the past somehow affects who we are today. So what mm -hmm. is a challenge from your past that has shaped who you are today? There's a few things. Um, one I will mention, and it won't make any sense till we talk later, but um, I grew up not knowing who my grandfather was. And so I felt this void and a longing to know who he was. So that, that's one thing. I also, early in our marriage, I was always thinking entrepreneurially, I should start something, I should do something. But my motivation at that time was to make money to fill in the gaps where my husband's business had not yet grown mm. to. And so my motivation was not to be helpful. It was to come in and fix mm. what I thought was going on. So I had to go through a process of shifting to supporting what he was doing. And then um, we had a surprise adoption of two children that played into a lot of things. And when I say surprise adoption, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, so you were fostering and you didn't know you'd adopt or, oh, you were, you were just, you know, doing safe families and you didn't know. No, we were doing nothing, nothing at all. We'd had no prep for this whatsoever. One day I had three children <laughs> and two weeks later I had five. So we had a surprise adoption. <laughs> um, and then just trying to, to take all of the stuff from, you know, that had sort of accumulated I got to a point where I realized I kept adding to my plate and I never took off of mm. my plate. And so I hit this sense of overwhelm, which unfortunately that hit after the babies joined our family. <laughs> so, um, so I feel like it's, it's a series of events that culminated in this season of something has to mm. give. And, uh, and that got me to, where I made a lot of changes to get me to where I am now. So it sounds like you've been an entrepreneur for many years. What kinds of businesses have you had? Well, I did um, I did direct sales for a while for organization company, selling organizational products. Uh, I did really, really well with that, except I couldn't get a downline because nobody felt like they were organized enough. <laughs> so, so I ended up get, painting myself into a corner where I had I had parties booked four, six months out in advance, and I, I couldn't keep booking parties. So I eventually had to stop doing that. I did professional organizing where I would go into people's homes and work with them. Um, and I realized out of that, I loved teaching people and I loved the idea generation, but I was not equipped to go in. There were some people I enjoyed going in and helping them do the project, but they were the people who owned the process and said, Hey, I need help with this closet. 
the people who said my life is a mess and my whole house is out of order, come fix it. Um, I was not equipped to work with those people because there was something deeper going on. Yeah. There were usually, you know, mental disorders or um, emotional baggage. Yeah. And um, and for a lot of those people, I finally had to come to the realization that it wasn't the state of their home or anything I could do to fix it. They were avoiding fixing the real problem, which was usually something internal. And so if I got their house organized and their marriage fell apart, now they would have to own responsibility. Mm-hmm. So if they could keep their house in disarray and their marriage fell apart, it wasn't their fault. And it was just beyond anything I could handle. Yeah. Um, so I, I did things like that. You know, I don't, I had other ideas <laughs> along the way that I never really got going. Um, I never wanted to homeschool, but I've been homeschooling now for nine years. And so at the beginning, I was like, I need to start a blog, the reluctant homeschooler and <laughs> chronicle my journeys. And I never did that, but uh, I had ideas. (laughs) You said something that really that resonated with me there about how there's an emotional tie to not wanting to get past our challenges. I've discovered that in other areas of life too. It isn't just the organizing, it's the weight loss. It's um, maybe wanting to start a business and always talking about starting the business and never doing it. So has that come into play now in what you're doing with your podcast, This Mom Knows? Like, are you seeing that same thing show up there? A little bit. And and I think one of the things that I have realized about myself is that I have a fear of not failure, but a fear of success. Mm. I know how to fail really well, and that's comfortable. I know how to come up with the excuses when it didn't pan out. But um I'm a little scared about what if this actually grows? What if it does well? What if I actually hit my goals? Um, And I don't know why other than I think there's a new level of responsibility and I'd have to grow up a little bit more and that takes work. (laughs) So, so I am, I'm constantly fighting that, but I'm realizing that um, I have this fear of success. That's good. I think I think maybe that's hard for a lot of people to identify and you've put your finger on something. So how have you then pushed forward beyond that? Now that you know, that's like, how do you get yourself beyond that fear? Well, in the past I would, um, like if things were just out of control. So my kids have a tendency, they know the buttons to push, right? <laughs> they so always do. if I, <laughs> if I have just done a whole bunch of um, interviews on um, different things with being a better mom or whatever, then they'll come to me and say, Oh, you're such a great mom. You didn't even spend time with us today. Oh, you, the know, guilt and, trip. you know, the guilt trip and all this stuff. And, and so in the past, I would be like, okay, fine. You know what? You're right. I'm just going to walk away from what I'm enjoying, what I feel called to, what I want, because I am supposed to be your mom first. And um, I don't do that. I now I go, fine, whatever. And then I go, okay, now hold on. This is an old pattern. But one of the things that I learned through our adoption, I learned a lot about relationship and I learned mm-hmm. a lot about connection. But one of the things that had never dawned on me before was that a relationship with myself is one of the relationships that I need to nurture. And that's where healthy self-care comes in. But that's also where um, developing my interests and pursuing things that I enjoy 
is not only healthy for me as an individual, but it is healthy for my kids to see it modeled. And that I think has been one of the bigger switches for me so that I don't feel quite as, I don't beat myself up as long. Yeah, (laughs) I still do a little bit. Um, And I start to go now, hold on. I know better. You know, they're just complaining because today they didn't get it. But you know, if, if this becomes lucrative financially, they're going to be complaining that, you know, they're not going to be complaining the same because they're going to get the benefits of, of that as it helps our family right. or we get to do things differently. So I don't know. I've just, I've just started to switch the narrative that I tell myself, but it's been in this bigger context of not just, come on, you can do it. It's been, this is healthy. This is healthy all around in balance. You know, if I become obsessed and I work, you know, 20 hours a day, not healthy. (laughs) But if I go, hey, this is the time when this is happening. And this is something that, you know, I enjoy and I think is good for us. um, I think that is, it's a healthier approach to model good, good habits for them. Would you describe yourself as a perfectionist? Very much so. And that's paralyzing. (laughs) Do you, have some things that you've done that have helped you to overcome the perfectionism? Cause that really ties into what you said about fear of success. Yeah. Well, the, the other part of perfectionism, one of the things I observed as an organizer was that um, when I think of a perfectionist, I think of everything neat and mm-hmm. orderly and functioning well. And some of the, some of the biggest perfectionists were procrastinators that lived in very chaotic places yeah. And I realized perfectionism is an all or nothing thing. And so if I can't do it well, I'm not going to do it at all. And that's the pattern I started seeing in my life was not so much in chaos in my home or my possessions or surroundings, but in, I wasn't starting on things, Mm. you know, once it was here or once I had, or once I always had this future it was, it was fantasy. It was yeah. never going to happen. You know, once I have six hours of calm and quiet where I can sit down and my children are perfectly behaved is never going to happen. Yeah. So I had to start to shift from this fantasy, never going to happen to, okay, what can I do? If I can't have six hours, I could have an hour today and an hour tomorrow. And by the end of the week, I could have six hours cumulatively or, you know, what is, I started started to hear this talked about thinking in terms of um, principles versus preferences. So what is it that needs to be there? And what is it that we have flexibility on? And so if, if what I need to do is um, make sure that my kids are fed every day at lunch, well, then I have flexibility as to whether I make them a meal, whether we pick up something from a fast food drive through Once I started to think in terms of what needs to be there and where do I have flexibility and freedom, that started to shift things along for me. And then I was be able, I began to be able to embrace this idea of um, done is better than perfect (laughs) and iterations. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a mutual friend, Eric, who talks in iterations and going, oh, just because I made it today doesn't mean this is the way it has to be forever and always. This is yes. just the way it is today. And I can always improve it if it needs it. And I can always leave it mm-hmm. this way if this is functioning well enough. So um, that's a big, big answer <laughs> with lots of components. But yeah. 
Yeah, but it's like you're giving yourself permission to do it however you need to do it. So listener, the one who's listening right now, who's in those shoes, this is for you. And I hope you heard Jen say that, that it is okay, whatever iteration you're on right now, if you're thinking about launching your business, if you're in the middle of a business, if you're thinking about leaving a full-time career and making your side business your real job, (laughs) wherever you are, you have permission to do it however you need to do it. So Jen, you mentioned that you had this surprise adoption. You were already running a business then, correct? I was uh, helping my husband run a business and I was trying to blog and get a blog off the, off the ground. But uh, so then you had to instantly pivot. What have you learned in that struggle of instantly (laughs) pivoting? I also know more of Jen's story that we're not going to be able to tell today. And I know that the adoption involves other family members, extended family members of her adopted children that are now part of her life. So Jen, you now have more than just two family members. You have a much bigger family. We have a whole <laughs> bunch of family. Yes, that we've we've. <laughs> so how did that affect your business, your life and how you moved yeah. forward? Well, prior to this surprise adoption, um, I had been feeling very overwhelmed. Um, I had felt very strongly we needed to bring our youngest daughter um, out of public school and homeschooling. So my I will never homeschool. I'm now homeschooling three kids at this point. And, um, I kept hearing the Lord say, get caught up, just get caught up on all these projects and, and things that needed to happen at some point, but they were the, when I have 12 hours, I will work on it kind of projects. And I wasn't, I wasn't chipping away at them and getting them done. And I just kept going, I have time and I'll have time. I won't do it. Every single one of those things, it would have been, Um, it would have made our life easier if I had been caught up when this surprise adoption happened. So one thing I definitely learned was (laughs) when you feel the Lord starting to tell you to do something, you should probably pay attention. (laughs) So, um, so that was one thing, but everything just, I feel like everything just sort of came to a screeching halt. And, um, that was where it was really revealed to me where our priorities were. And so the the surprise adoption started us through this whole journey of reassessing everything that was on our plates from the volunteer activities I did to how we were homeschooling to um, our health, to even, you know, where we lived and living in this, the house we were in and, um, it just, we went through a whole long series of what I call unencumbering, where we started to step out of the things, including home ownership. Mm. We unencumbered ourselves from owning a home so we could have the freedom to do what God has next for us, which we're in the process of discovering. Um, but we just, it helped us unencumber from everything and then be intentional about where we were going to put our time and energy. And that has been the difference now as I'm creating this mom knows is that there's intention and there's margin for it. Where when I was trying to build a blog before it was sort of in the margins on my own Mm -hmm. time and it got the very worst of me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes when we are overwhelmed and exhausted, we give the worst 
energy to the things that really matter the most to us. How are you helping other moms with that now after you've walked through some, and you're still walking through, how how do you help other people come alongside them? Well, um, in several ways. One has just been through relationship as I've learned more. So when we parented, we didn't parent our older kids wrong. We just parented them the way that we had seen modeled Mm -hmm. to us, which was, um, you know, we love them. We did all these things, but it was a lot of consequences. And it, it turns out it was very punitive. You know, you did something wrong, you get in trouble. There wasn't I, I describe it as a, a garden. We did a lot of pulling of weeds, but we never got in and pulled out the root mm. system that was causing the weeds. And so it was a lot of dealing with behavior, but not with why this was happening. And so when we adopted the littles, we started to learn a lot more about trauma and connection and behavior. And and sh- this shifted a lot. So one thing is that I'm able to encourage on the mom side of the mompreneur is that you haven't set yourself in stone because you did something at one point doesn't mean you can't go back and work on it and make changes. It might be harder. It might not be as natural, but um, I've discovered this freedom and being able to say to my older kids, you know, we made some mistakes and, and kind of um, take what we had done and now rework it into something that is more healthy and more relational with them and teaching them how to, you know, interact with people around them in a a healthy relational way that is not, um, you know, just outcome based. And so I'm able to encourage other moms, I think with that, Um, there are times that I've had moms call and just say, what Mm. do we do? And to be able to say, you can't do anything, but here's how I can encourage you to think and to approach it and to, you know, view it and, and those types of things has been um, an honor. Um, but then on the entrepreneur side, I'm, I'm able to help moms find um, simple systems, some good tools, some processes that can, you know, help them. A lot of it's stuff that they already have at their disposal, but there's something about being an outside perspective, a fresh set of eyes that sees things differently. And so there are times where I'm able to come in and say, you know, you're almost doing something exactly, but if you make this one change, it'll turn it upside down and it'll really work well. Um, Or to reframe so that, you know, a lot of times I am guilty of saying, I got nothing done today. Mm. And what I mean is I didn't get anything I had written down on my list done today. But then if I look back and see all the things I actually did accomplish, I got quite a bit done. So a lot of it is it's reframing. Some of it is teaching how to do things um, easier. Um, And a lot of it is um, what I'm discovering is what's, you know, what's logical to me or natural to me is magic to someone (laughs) else. And so sometimes it's just saying, hey this is what I do. And having people go, Oh, wow. And I'm like, that's just what I do. But, but then they do the same thing. They'll say something. And I'm like, no, I never (laughs) thought of that. And they're like, well, everyone does this. I thought so. It's it's a lot of that kind of encouragement. I think I hate cooking. So this is something where yeah. it's like, <laughs> I, I wish somebody would come in and magically tell me, like, actually, I take that back. I don't hate cooking. I hate coming up with something every day. Like if, yeah. if I want to have a special meal, I love the process of 
you know, coming up with something unusual and planning out the okay. dessert and all that. Like, I, I like that part, but I don't like yeah. the day to day. So that's one of but the. But that's an event. Yes. <laughs> so that's it's different. Special. Yeah. yeah. The day to day thing is like, oh, it's supper yes. time. And I know this is something that you helped people with. So yeah. <laughs> tell me about I that. I hate cooking too. <laughs> I hate cooking a lot. Um, I like showing up to dinner. Like, in fact, I'd rather clean up the dinner than make the dinner. So um, that tells you something. (laughs) But um, so it's one of those areas that I actually had to become really good at. And so I thought, well, I hate this so much. I don't want to spend this time doing it every day. It's almost that reverse of looking for those six hours. I'm like, I'm spending so much of my life on something I hate. How can I spend less time on it? (laughs) So I just found the tools and things where if I work them together, I'm spending about 15 minutes meal planning for the Mm, week. Wow. It's creating our shopping list. And then I use um, a lot of things like the Instant Pot and other things so that I'm doing a lot of my meal prep in the morning. And then it's just ready to pop in the oven or it's set on a timer delay Mm. start so that it'll be ready and I can show up for dinner. And so, yeah, that's one of those. uh, I'm getting ready to launch a mini course on learning to love your instant pot um, so that because that's a scary thing and there's a great tool. But, yeah, that's that's one place where I've taken what I don't love (laughs) and turned it into something that so I can avoid doing it. Yeah. There's, there has to be someone else listening who doesn't like cooking. (laughs) So where's someone going to be able to find that course when it comes out? So my website is thismomknows.com and it will be there uh, when it comes out. And, you know, I've pulled my kids into working with me. So my 18 year old son is my editor and um, he is at the moment the reason why it is not yet ready because he's editing. (laughs) Those busy teenagers. (laughs) That's right. Well, for, for the person listening, this is something that Jen is passionate about helping people find those solutions. And she's a perfectionist, but not perfect. I love that, that we can be, we can have systems, we can be organized, and we can still be a work in progress. And so for the person listening, who's a little bit discouraged, because you're waiting for the maid and the housekeeper that I've been waiting for, for like 30 years, (laughs) if you don't have one either, there are some tools out there. Jen covers business, she covers family, and she covers personal topics in her podcast and in her blog. Before we move on to talking more about those resources, Jen, I know you have other things that were on your heart today, and I want to make sure we hit those. So what have we not talked about that was on your heart today? Yeah. So the one thing I didn't circle back to was with my grandpa and um, the void of not knowing him. Um, it always confused me as a kid. I did end up meeting him when I was 19 and that was a real gift. But now that I have these littles, it was that void of not knowing who my grandpa was. It just, it paved the way for me to naturally and willingly. And when I say naturally, I don't mean easily, Mm. but to, to naturally want to work on building relationship with their biological family and with the families that had raised them before they came to us. And so for me to see how that longing and that void actually was there so that I would be equipped for something I never saw coming, Mm. that to me is a real image. That's a good picture to me of of life repurposed because it wasn't it wasn't for nothing. And we don't always get to see that. Um, but that 
that was a gift to me. And I pray someday my kids turn around and say that was a gift Mm. to them too. Um, Because like with any family, there are, (laughs) there are hardships and there are joys. And um, there are days that it's a lot of work to maintain the relationships. And then there's days that it's, it's a real gift to have those relationships. I love how it all ties together, how you've taken what's happening in your family life and professionally and tied it all together. As we move into talking about resources, I want to talk about how you've also brought repurposing into the way that you've helped others. Let's talk about resources. The one thing that I know you've brought all together is that you're taking what's happening in your own life and your own family, you've turned it into helping others. And the beautiful thing is that you're also showing people how to repurpose what they have in different ways. Some people think of that as recycling junk. You're showing people how to repurpose their time, how to, like you said, tweak a little bit and take something they're already doing and find a better way to do it. And you're doing that through your podcast, This Mom Knows. I'd like to know a little Mm -hmm. bit more about the podcast and how you, like, when did you start it and why? Yeah, so I started, um, it launched in uh, February of this year. Uh, I started recording back in November. Um, I've had this idea that, you know, I need to be 13 weeks ahead. (laughs) And um, that's, in some ways, that's good. And in some ways, that's too far out. Um, But I, I kind of was thinking because of that overwhelm that I had felt as I was discovering that other moms, A, felt the same way, but B, they were strong in things where I wasn't and vice versa. It, I, I was struck with this idea that as moms, we've got it all covered. And so what this mom knows mm-hmm. and this mom knows and this mom knows when we look at all of us, you know, individually as a group. We, we just have to talk with each other and we love to help each other usually. So I started it just as a broad conversation amongst moms. What do you know? What can we learn from you? And, um, and this is where the recording so far out in advance is a challenge because um, as I started going through that, then I, I really was challenged by other podcasters and some other people that I should niche it mm. down. And so that's where I've said, ah, this is my sweet spot of systems. And so if I can lean into this mompreneur space and help moms, you know, eliminate distractions so that they can focus and use their time through systems and tools and and the things that can leverage them, then they can really be present and be the best of Mm. both mom and entrepreneur. And, uh, and so um, I'm shifting the focus a little more specifically. Mm -hmm. So it's still what does this mom know? And it's still different things, but um, it's a balance between things at home household systems, challenges as parents, and then things on the entrepreneurial side, uh, business systems and uh, challenges that we face running businesses. Have you found there have been systems that you've started and then you've totally ditched it for something different? There have been some. Um, Most of the time, I've discovered that it doesn't need a total Mm. ditch. It, It often needs a tweak. So stepping back and saying, what changed? So usually if something's not working really well, 
that red flag is kind of a gift to say change has happened. And maybe we didn't even realize change had happened. And that's how we're discovering that something has changed. Um, But a lot of times it just needs a tweak. But yes, there are times. So that's one of those places where when I was younger as a perfectionist, I was like all or nothing. This is it. I, I felt this great pressure, even as a, as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old that however I choose to do this today is the way I'm doing this until the day I die. And I've had to dial the back. And now I say, this is how we are schooling this year. (laughs) (laughs) This is how, you know, or this is the plan for this quarter. Let's see how it goes. Let's try it for three months and then we'll evaluate do we, do we go to something different or do we tweak it? So, um, so yes, there, there are times for sure, but I've had to dial back my, um, my length of expectation of something to work before I make those judgments. So, yeah, I, I've done that before. And then I start to become addicted to systems where it's just, I I need to listen to someone else's or read their book and start their system and throw my whole thing away. And then eventually you're just changing systems all the time. Right. And then that becomes one of those external excuses for why am I not succeeding? Well, I haven't found the right, right system. Exactly. And just because somebody does it that way doesn't mean that's how you have to do it. So the other piece of advice that I heard from somebody, they said, this is not a perfect system, but it's a really good system. They were talking about an online software and they said, so pick one and stick with it. And that was freeing to go, okay, it's not perfect. So I'll find something that fills in the gaps where it's not perfect, but this is what I'm going to work with because this is where I'm investing time and energy to get it working. Yeah. For the person listening, if you're looking for a system, uh, Jen is a good resource to start looking on her website, listening to her podcast. And I found that asking friends also, like, what works for you has helped me to figure out, well, if it works for them, maybe it'll work for me. So, Jen, you're like that friend that comes alongside and says, here's what worked for me. You have a resource we can get on your website as well, and that's called Five Simple Things to Help Minimize Distractions. Yes. And so we can get that at? At thismomknows.com slash simple. Um, it's a free download and it's it's five simple things that literally you could do today that'll just start to help you on this process. And you don't have to do all five of them. Pick one and see how it helps. But um, they're just simple ways to get started that aren't overwhelming. The cool thing you have on there, and this this speaks to my language, I don't know why, but you have a little checklist thing where you can hang it on the refrigerator and pro- track your progress to see if you did these five things every day for like 30 yeah. days, was it? Um, so yeah. you're forming habits then. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I have a podcast that uh, that talks about this on making life easier. And um, that's one of the things we talk about is the more you can make something a habit, the more automatic it becomes, the less brain power it requires of us. And therefore, the more energy we have for the things that do require us to think. So I love that. Yeah. When we get off air, I'm going to have you email me a link to that if you would. And I'll include that in the show notes at Absolutely. And then listeners will be able to get that episode as well. I encourage you, those who are listening to also go to Jen website, listen to other episodes. I appreciate you being here and sharing with my audience today. What would you like to leave with the listener who's out there, who's a mompreneur or just getting started in her business? What do you want to say to her today? 
Um, I want to say use today. Well, don't, don't live in the regret of the past and don't overthink the future, but take advantage of today. Thank you, Jen. There's 10,000 other questions I could ask you and we could talk all day, but our listeners, your listeners and my listeners are busy, overwhelmed women. So I can't do a three hour show. So we have to wrap (laughs) it up. So thanks for being with me. And I hope that all of you out there have a great day. Thank you. You will find links to the resources we talked about as well as to an extra bonus link to where Jen tells her full surprise adoption story in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 101 for episode 101. So I will have that there. You can also find the links to other platforms where you can play the podcast weekly. I encourage you to subscribe on your favorite platform so it comes into your device and it's ready for you to play each week. That way you don't miss an episode. I encourage you to join us in the discussion in the Life Repurposed community on Facebook. If you haven't joined, now is the time for you to join. We're going to be talking about systems, giving some tips and resources. There's also some fun questions that just help you get to know other people on a Life Repurposed journey. We are repurposing social media for something positive. So I encourage you to be there in that discussion and get to know some other people. Have a great week and I will see you again next week. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.